Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Hey everybody, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast where two friends sit down, talk about a record that they both listened to for a week, one having listened to it previously and one listening to it for the first time. I am Scott. I'm here with my good friend, Brand. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm just curious. Is sitting down a requirement? Like, I'm not allowed to stand and record this? No, you cannot stand. Okay. 100%. So I Otherwise, move. the mic won't pick up proper. And yeah. I mean, I'd be, at a, I'd be at a standing desk. I wouldn't be nope. standing at a normal desk. Nope, can't do it. What if I have a headset on? What if I wear a headset with one of those microphones? No, I don't like it. So I must be seated. Yeah, it's more... It's more comfortable for me if you're seated. Okay, and that's what we're, we're here to make you comfortable. I understand. I got it. I'm I mean, sorry. are we not? I thought that's what this was all about. 100%. No, I agree. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sitting. I, I was. It was just a hypothetical. Ignore that. <laughs> well, this week we're talking about Less Than Jake. The record is Borders and Boundaries. I have a little bit of uh, history, as I usually do, uh, about the band and about the record that uh, I'll jump into, and if you hear anything that interests you, you can uh, jump in. Absolutely. All right. Less Than Jake is an American ska punk band from Gainesville, Florida, that formed in 1992. The band currently consists of Krista Makes on vocals and guitar, Roger Lima on vocals and bass, Matt Yonker on drums, Buddy Schnaub on trombone, and Peter J.R. Weslinowski on saxophone and i apologize for butchering those names that's definitely a name of a guy that plays saxophone though <laughs> right if born with that name you come out of the womb with a i tried to pull what's the name of the thing you use to that they put in the end of it like when they play jazz like a stopper oh. a silencer there's a name for what it is i can't pull on a it saxophone right yeah i just know the wood thing you put in put in for the mouthpiece Nah, not the reed. Oh, yeah, the reed. There's a name for something that like goes in the hole. I thought I think it was mainly... in the hole of a trumpet. I mean, they they can use it for that, too, but I believe it's used for saxophones. Well. I may be oh, wrong. Right. This all the information I learned from uh, Bleeding Gums McKenzie. What's the what's the jazz musician from The Simpsons <laughs> name? It's Bleeding Gums something. Sure. I don't know. I never watched The Simpsons that much. 
Less Than Jake came to fruition when Chris and the drummer Vinny Farello at the time left their local Port Charlotte band, Good Grief, and moved north to attend the University of Florida. Chris and Vinny started writing songs on the weekend and decided they needed a bassist to begin a new, ba- a new band. After practicing with a different bass player for a couple of weeks, the band met Roger Lima, a guitarist who also attended the University of Florida. After Lima practiced with a band for a few hours, the band fired the current bassist and recruited Roger to play. Citing influence from Snuff, the band decided it wanted to add a horn section. So in 1993, the group added its first horn player, Jessica Mills, and released its first 7-inch Smoke Spot, with the band members hand-pressing all 300 records themselves. I would love to get my hands on that. I was going to say, how bad do you want one of those? Yeah. Oh, so bad. Like, how, how crazy is that? Have you looked up what they're going for? Uh, none are listed for sale. But there's been a ton of represses. Oh, no, I mean the original, because I'm sure there's... Yeah, like I know, because that's what I want. Up. Yeah, I looked it up on Discogs, and there's like 10 represses that have gone. Okay. Uh, and then on the the original, there's none listed for sale, and I don't recall the price of what it was like past sales. I mean, that has to be one of your grails, right? Uh, not, not really. I'm not a seven inch guy. I get that. But I mean, that lends itself to the lesson. Jake were a punk band because like seven inches and punk are so hand in hand. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I do have, um, one of their records, actually the record that came out after borders and boundaries. Uh, I went to a show and I think my buddy Nick actually bought it for me for my birthday. Uh, it's a picture disc seven inch set of all the songs off that record. You I know how you feel about picture discs. <laughs> and but it, Yeah, it's it's really cool, though. And I, I love it. Shortly after the uh, Smoke Spot 7-inch release, trombone player Buddy Schnaub, Schaub. S-E-H-A-U-B. Schaub? S-E-H-Schaub. Schaub? Okay. I think it's Schaub. Yeah, okay. So Buddy Schaub joined the band. Therefore, having two horns uh, for the section and uh, becoming a, a ska punk band. Following the release of the band's debut LP, Pezcore, the band signed to Capitol Records. So you got to think in like 93, 94, ska was blowing up. So major record labels were like recruiting ska bands as quickly as possible. So they had, so they weren't considering themselves a ska band with just a trombone player. It takes two. That's the rules. You need two horns to be a ska band. <laughs> I don't think that's the rules, but they they had two finally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I might have said that in a weird way, so it sounds odd. But yeah, they finally had two people on horns. And when was it? You said ninety three. Ska was blowing up. Right around that time, early nineties, because like Real Big Fish was a thing. You know, Sublime, uh, no doubt, before all the crazy pop, hip-hop wannabe stuff. It's hard to imagine, like, ska and grunge existing at the same time. I'm just thinking, I'm trying to think of the fans, like, how they would even communicate. Like, I don't it know would be like a that. high school dance where, like, all the Alice in Chains guys are on the left side and all the real big fish guys are on the right side. The amount of just patterns involved, like you got flannel on one side, <laughs> and then you got a checkerboard. checkerboard on the other side. Man, there's just too sure. many patterns. There's too many patterns <laughs> happening there. That'd be called the pattern would, tour, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> right. 
The band's major label debut, Losing Streak, was released in 1996. So at the same time as Real Big Fish's big debut as well. Um, and was full of the band's wry, fast-paced brand of ska punk anthems. Following the 97 Warped Tour, Jessica and the other band members came to a mutual agreement that she would step away from the band and went on to play with the band Citizen Fish. There is nothing written about why Jessica actually left. She went from like a relatively well-known band, at least on a major record label band, to Citizen Fish, which is a band I've never even heard of. Yeah. So I, I feel like she was fired instead of a mutual agreement. Now you've mentioned um, Real Big Fish a couple times. Yeah. I see I see Real Big Fish as a bigger ska band, but for some reason I feel like Less Than Jake is a bigger band. Am I wrong? I don't know. Like it's 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 kind of hard to quantify because like Real Big Fish had that that sellout track was gigantic. Like at the time it came out, it was all over the place. The video was played like on the hour, every hour on MTV. The song was all over the radio. That's the uh, sell out with me. Oh yeah. Sell out. That's that song. Yeah. That's that song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then less than Jake never really had a huge radio hit like that. But in my opinion, they're, discography is way better and way more packed than real big fish. Is it because real big fish is very well known with ska audiences, but less than Jake is also known by punk audiences. Cause I feel like there's a, there's a be. big difference. There. Like I feel like real big fish aren't that known with punk audiences, but less than Jake had a crossover and maybe warp tour was a big part of that. I think real big fish was on warp tour too. Yeah, but for some reason, Lesson Jake feels more warped toward than Real Big Fish. No, I agree. I, they're definitely more punk-influenced than Real Big Fish. Yeah. Where does Bucko 9 fit into this? They're along the same lines as Less Than Jake. I think they're more hmm. punk-influenced than straight ska-influenced. And where do, I'm just running down every ska band I know. And where does Streetlight Manifesto play into this? Oh, man. I friggin' love Streetlight. Like, so, <laughs> so Streetlight is an offshoot of Catch-22. I know that name. Okay. Well, they're, they're basically almost the same band. Like, dudes from Catch-22 left to go do Streetlight Manifesto. They actually put out a copy of the same record. So, Keysby Nights uh, came out. Uh, I think originally Catch-22 did it. Then I think the singer-guitarist left Catch-22 to start Streetlight, and then they re-recorded and re-released Keysby Nights okay. to to be the way he wanted it to sound. I think there was oh. dissent within the Catch-22 camp. All that to say, they're, <laughs> I think they're, they're more punk-based as well. I think I may have reached the, the end of my ska band. Your ska knowledge? Oh, Voodoo Glow Skulls? Do they count? I think they're more ska- but they have like the whole um, like uh, Hispanic, Latin, Latinx. I, I don't know the proper term for it now. They were on Epitaph. Yeah, they had a lot of like Spanish influence. Probably ninety percent of this guy I know is from Epitaph, just from the the Punkorama CDs. If I'm being honest, I mean, at the time, that's where it was. 
I mean, like I, I learned of Real Big Fish, Elsource, obviously Sellout was huge. I learned of Streetlight and Buck 09. I think there was just a random CD that popped up in a collection, and that's okay. how I learned about that. But yeah, Scuzz never Scuzz never played a big role in my life. They've just kind of always been on the periphery. Like they were just always kind of just there. Never had a problem with them, but never ventured into them. Gotcha. Yeah, I've always loved a band with a with a horn section, especially one that has like punk influences. So you get the aggressiveness and the attitude, and then add horns to it, and it just sounds awesome. I'll have opinions on horns once we get to this rundown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great um mills was then replaced by ex slapstick trombonist pete anna around the same time Vinny started his own record label fueled by ramen with wow, friend john okay. janik so that's where fueled by ramen came from came from the drummer of less than jake that's yeah. crazy i had no idea yeah I, i've probably learned that before like i probably read it at some point but no mm-hmm. i if i did i completely forgot about it that's wild yeah Fueled by Ramen ran like the alt scene for like a stretch, like five years, maybe. Oh, like, yeah. The, every, everything they put out was just, I mean, bang. Paramore is the one that comes to the head real quick because they were, they got huge. Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of all the 25th anniversary records that are being repressed right now. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. There's a ton of them. Good for them. Good for the the drummer of Less Than Jake. That's awesome. Well, we'll get there eventually. That, that, that might also be why I tie them with Warp Tour then, because if that Fueled by Ramen was huge in Warp Tour, so if Less mm-hmm. Than Jake, if the dude ran Fueled by Ramen, Less Than Jake probably had like an, an easy in to all the Warp Tours. I, they were on Warp Tour before Fueled by Ramen started. Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm saying that's probably why they were on more warp tours than oh, yeah. your, you know. In 1998, the band released Hello Rockview, which contained the song History of a Boring Town. That song became a minor college radio hit and reached number 39 on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks, despite not being released as a video single. I, I thought that was pretty cool. It is weird, though, because like their stuff is most skies radio friendly. So it like the fact that it wouldn't be on the radio seems weirder than it being on the radio, but no, it is the opposite because Scott never really had a big radio presence. Not really. How closely associated is ska with like that resurgence of like swing music that that was in like the late nineties? Like the right. Yeah. It's pretty close. Actually. I think because the ska wave started, I think that opened up the doors for the that swing resurgence. Man, what a wild scene! People wearing like zoot suits and like right ninety eight. Like what a zoot wild suit movie! Riot! Man, I yeah. love that song. I just watched my favorite Martian this morning. That that his suit's name is Zoot. Like that's the name of his suit. And I think there was a song. I think they played Zoot Suit Riot over. Oh really? Trailer for my favorite Martian. I don't know. That's funny. It's the movie was not near what I remember it being. Oh no! I remember loving that thing, and it was kind of boring. It just didn't hold up, huh? No, ninety nine did not treat it well. Oh, that's not fun. After recording what would be Borders and Boundaries, the band opted to buy out of its contract from Capitol and release the new album on Fat Records. Fat Mike's record label. 
Yeah, no effects is Fat Mike's record ra- record label. I knew something. I had to know. I had to throw my information in there. I knew something. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Uh, Borders and Boundaries was released on October twenty fourth, two thousand. The album was recorded at Grandmaster Studios in Hollywood, California, with producer Steve Kravak, who has produced albums from other bands such as MXPX, Pepper, Tsunami Bomb, and Homegrown. I know one of those bands. Ooh, which one? MXPX. There you go. I've heard of I've heard of Pepper, but I've never listened to Pepper. I know that Pepper they, is they, like a very kind of sublime type feeling, like beachy uh, yeah. band type feeling. Yeah, uh, Homegrown is kind of like a poppy punk. I remember seeing those dudes live, like opening for somebody else. I can't remember who though. The album is also the last to feature saxophonist Darren No Nofer and trombonist Peter Pete Anna. Uh, the album landed less than Jake, the opening spot on Bon Jovi's North American tour in 2000. Yeah. What? Yeah, they opened for Bon Jovi in 2000. Like, on the whole tour. We might just need to shut this down. <laughs> it's I wild. I don't know how to process this information. <laughs> less than uh, Jake. Yeah. Open for yeah. Mr. John, John Bon Jovi. Yes. What the? F- they have done a lot of crossover stuff. Who? I'm so confused <laughs> by management's choice to do that. I'm I'm probably as confused as somebody there to see Bon Jovi, and then Lester Jake starts banging on horns, and they're right. like, What's happening? Are we at the wrong place? Right. That's wild. Yeah, they put out some some seven inch splits with Megadeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they they did a tour with uh, Tommy Two-Tone, the band. But no, I think they're down for it. Like, they love they love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. If I was in any band and they said, do anything and you're getting paid, yeah, fucking let's go. Let's go play a big <laughs> show. That's what I'm opening for. I don't give a shit. But, like, thinking about it, it's pretty wild. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's really, yeah, really it's wild. pretty ridiculous. It's I just job. think it's cool. Yeah. Well, that and they like got in front of like thousands of people by doing that Bon Jovi yeah. show. I was going to say, if you get 15 new fans out of each show, whatever, like you're getting paid and you're getting a couple new fans, whatever. Right. And I'm sure like being on tour with Bon Jovi like has a ton of perks too. Like the green room probably is stocked with a ton of stuff. You're playing at arenas instead of like basement shows. You're probably in a bus instead of a van. You can get that haircut that he had in the early 2000s. Oh, God, no. It's one of the worst haircuts of all time. It's, it's, it's in like top 10 worst haircuts of all time. I really and honestly can't stand John Bon Jovi. I like the hits. I do. I can't complain. I can't deny that. I like the hits. No, I'm good. You can keep them. Keep them all. I don't need that. I will. I'll keep them. <laughs> so the, those are the notes I have for the band and the record kind of. We'll get into one of our favorite segments, the Billboard charts and album releases for the time. Billboard Hot 100 for October 21st, 2000. Uh, Number five, Most Girls by Pink. I don't know what song that is. What song is that? Neither do I. I couldn't pick it out. Okay. Pink's at number five. That's that's good. I don't know the song Most Girls. Pink is a chart constant on the show. Like she is a show favorite. She's always on the charts. Yeah. 
Uh, coming in at number four, I think it's it's we've talked about it before. Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. We did. I know what a fan it. you are. I know what a yeah. fan you are of that song. Upset about one specific lyric. We don't need to revisit <laughs> it here, but let's just say Superman is not a human. No. <laughs> coming in at number three, a song I know you're a huge fan of, with Arms Wide Open by Creed. More arms wide open. Yeah, I fucking love that song. I know you love that song. 10 out of 10. That song is great. (laughs) I don't care. I I will ride or die with that song because I love it. Yeah, I know. Coming in at number two, we have Music by Madonna. Yeah, that's what album did I just have recently that that was number one on the charts? Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, that was. Was it Soulfly? It was Soulfly, I think. What year did this come out? This lesson, Jake. Two thousand. Yeah, it would have had to be Soulfly then, because yeah. Black Label was n- two thousand two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, September two thousand is when the Soulfly record came out. Yeah, so this is October. So a month later, she's at number two still. Wild. I need to. Yeah. I think I need to do a legit Madonna listen through because it it it's that it's that era of music that missed me. Yeah, I I don't know much about her like post 80s career okay i know like the hits from like like a virgin and her earlier stuff but after that i i'm lost completely well like my first encounter with madonna was when kelly osborne covered pop it on preach oh really so way late yeah because my parents weren't listening to madonna i mean i think my mom listened to madonna when she was popular but like never listened to him like ever around the house or anything my mom likes like weird, like fifties music, like weird shit. Oh, okay. Like, like she's like bebop like Elvis, stuff, like Elvis and shit. Oh, okay. You don't like any of that stuff. I don't care either way. Like okay. I don't dislike it, but it's just it's kind of boring. It sure, bores me. I gotcha. I understand. I was just curious. Uh, coming in at number one, "Come On Over, Baby." All I want is you by Christina Aguilera. Come on over, come on over, baby. Yeah, that's a banger. Is that that song? I like. I don't, I don't know that song. I think so. And if not, that's just that popped <laughs> in my head when you said it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got a couple other ones outside of the top five uh, coming in at number eleven. We've talked about it before. Uh, Wonderful by Everclear. Still on the charts. Yeah, Everclear, yeah. unreal. Between me and you. By Ja Rule featuring Christina Milian coming in at number 22. This this is Ja Rule's heyday. This is when yeah. Ja Rule was just destroying things. Uh, I got two more coming in at number 35. It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Man, just imagine Less Than Jake performing. <laughs> and then Bon Jovi coming out and opening with It's My Life. Just weird. For sure. Yeah. And then 65... Last Resort by Papa Roach. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> yeah. I like the I like that song for about 24 seconds. <laughs> I don't even think I like it for that long because the the riff is so similar to like five other songs I know. Yeah. That's like come, come on dude. Like it sounds almost exactly like that Green Day song. You know, like as soon as you're done with like cut my life into pieces, this is my last resort, suffocation, no breathing. I think that's it. Like then I'm good. That's Skip. It. You're good, right? I have the number one album 
for the week of October 24th, 2000. A band that I'll eventually give you, but not this record because I think it's severely overrated. Uh, Kid A by Radiohead. Yeah, I hear yeah. I hear a lot about Radiohead. I've never listened to anything outside of like two or three hits. Yeah, we'll get there eventually, like on a week where I'm just like having a hard time picking something for you to listen to that I want to enjoy as well. So records that came out October 2000. On the second, we have Radiohead's Kid A, number one record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. Uh, and Apocalyptica came out with Cult. I think I've listened to a couple records by them, and they're like operatic at points, right? Yeah, they're like uh, like orchestral kind of metal, right? Yeah, they're like like Nightwish or like Leaves Eyes. Or like the agonist before she left to join Arch Enemy. Sure. Yeah, I think I think yeah they're like a pratic. That stuff I tried really hard to get into that stuff because it just seemed like interesting, and then I listened yeah. to it and it just doesn't do it for me. I'm just yeah. like I don't know. I don't I'm kind know. of the same way. Like I tried it. Like man, opera and orchestra mixed with metal. That's gonna be awesome. And then like I just kind of lose interest it's it's like it's like the trans-siberian the trans-siberian orchestra effect where for sure i'll take it like i'll take it like once a year tops yeah you get like a week during december that i can listen to that stuff yes yes um coming out on the third we have dying fetus fetus with destroy the opposition i don't know if i listen to that one i know i listen to a couple dying fetus records i don't know if that's one of them i had a feeling you might have listened to them Especially in like 2000, like when a band name, well, I, I, would, yeah. I would, by the way, I wouldn't have listened to that in 2000. You were like 10? Yeah, I was 10. But like, <laughs> there, there's a time where like band names like Cannibal Corpses, Your Dying Fetuses, Your Infant Annihilators, although I don't think that one came till later. But like, if your band name was insane, I was going to give you a go because right. I was like, oh, this is, is going to be crazy. It's going to be the best. And <laughs> most of the time it was crazy. But yeah, not not saying a lot of those bands held on, right? Cherry Pop and Daddies came out with Soul Caddy. Brought them up. I just <laughs> you brought did. Them up. I know wow. you brought them up early. Yep. What a crossover! Wow. I know it's crazy. Suit Suit Riot, baby. <laughs> also on the third, Green Day came out with Warning. Okay, that w- that was the beginning of the downfall for Green Day for me. I didn't hate Green Day yet. Uh, American Idiot was where they really lost me. American Idiot was where I turned completely. Yeah, I was, but I was, I was. It was, it was uh, very thin ice before that. Also, which is by that time. Yeah, see, but not even because of that. It was. It's. It's a Scott situation where people that I knew were just constantly talking about how great they were and they were the best. And I thought. I thought they were fine, but because yeah. everybody said that they're best, I was like, yeah, fuck Green Day. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I really liked Nimrod, but I could tell there was a change in the way they were going to be playing their instruments from now on. They went way softer than the punk from Dookie and Insomniac. I like the hits that were on, what was that compilation record? International Super Hits? I like that. Yeah. This just listen to that hits type thing. Yeah. Also on the third, Yanni. If I could tell you, you're a big Yanni guy, or <laughs> no, I'm just—I have not heard that name in forever. 
And I saw it and I had to write it down. And you just figured there were mouth instruments on this record, so we need to talk about <laughs> Right. I got nothing. I don't have any input for you. Neither do I, really. I don't either. I just saw that it was there. (laughs) Uh, Released on the 9th, we have Placebo with Black Market Music. I've never listened to Placebo. You haven't? That's a really good record. I really enjoyed that one. I know the name, but I don't think it's... It's probably not a genre that I was involved in ever, so that's probably why I never... Yeah, it's kind of a a niche uh, kind of genre, if you want to call it that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I really dug the song uh, Special K. That was the uh, the song of theirs that I really, really liked. And then also on the ninth, I've never listened to this band. I'm not sure if you have. Godspeed, you Black Emperor, came out with Lift Your Skinny Fists Like Antennas to Heaven. Yeah, I've never dove heavily into them. I've always mm-hmm. known the name. And then yeah. a lot of like, pretentious metal fans talk about them. Okay. I think I'd listened to them briefly one time mm-hmm. and their genre is not what their name suggests. Is that right? I've never, I've never I, listened to a, even a single song of theirs. I, and I may be, you know, misremembering, but I just recall it being like much softer than what I was anticipating. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause the, uh, the name makes you think like, metal <laughs> like just at heavy least, dark at, least metal. Black metal. at least black yeah. metal yeah yeah coming in on the 10th we have catch 22 with alone in a crowd it came up already once i know i really jumped the uh, gun on all these didn't I? you did you really you really messed up my uh messed up my notes situation also on the 10th we have jaw rule coming out with rule 336 Murder. I do love Joe Roll. I need to listen to Joe Roll again. I need to see if it's as good as I remember it. I don't think it's going to be, but it's worth a shot. We also have MOP coming out with Warriors. You ever listen to MOP? I, I don't even know who MOP is. Uh, Hip hop duo. No, not familiar. Bet Midler came out with Bet. Great. Yeah. Prime Her coming life. out with a record in 2000 is crazy to me. Well, that was like, uh, what was it, a couple a couple episodes ago where Barbara Streisand put out a record? Yeah. Like, recent, which was like, oh, okay. Okay, Barbara, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Same same kind of deal with Bette Midler in 2000. And well, then... do you think, I think there's always, uh, there's always somebody able to buy that, because you could probably add that to, like, Idina Menzel putting out records now. Okay. Because, like, Idina Menzel put a record out, a couple records out, that I listened to. And I liked them, but it's also like, it's still very much like show tune music, essentially. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I love Adina Menzel's voice, man. It does something to me. (laughs) Uh, Last one I have coming out on the 10th, we have Orgy's Vapor Transmission. Is that the second one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I I think I listened to it like maybe once or twice, but it definitely didn't do for me what that first record did. Holy shit. Candy ass. Candy Ass was it. I fucking yeah. love that record. I did too. Uh, coming out on the 16th, Lionel Richie came out with Renaissance. He was doing it. Yeah. He, he was trying to reinvent himself in 2000. Had a boy, Lionel. Dancing on the ceiling all over again. Coming out on the 17th, we have Johnny Cash releasing American 3, Solitary Man. I've never listened to a full Johnny Cash record. Okay. The, uh, that... I've listened to the Folsom Prison one. 
Oh yeah. That's that's the only one you need to listen to, in my opinion. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here. saying that I've listened to every Johnny Cash record, but all the ones that I've listened to, Folsom Prison Blues is the the only one that or live in Folsom Prison. Folsom Prison yeah. Blues is the name of the song. Uh that was the only one that I felt the need to revisit ever again. I'm glad. I'm glad I finally did something right then. Because normally it's, you listen to that one? You didn't listen to this one? Right. Another record that is foreshadowing a future episode, Deltron 3030 came out with their self-titled record. Yep. And I've, I've not listened. I'm not familiar. That's it's, why it's prompting a future episode. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Quite possibly also prompting a future episode, Limp Biscuits, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. Yeah, that's that's coming. That's definitely coming. That yeah. that one's coming right down the bike. Yeah. <laughs> you will get that record, and I know. I I kind of already know what it's going to be, but that record is special to me. And I yeah, even now it? revisiting it, I'm like, oh boy, this is this is not this is not it. But <laughs> I will I will honestly give it a fair shot. The, the main thing will be is if you can get mentally into the time period because it's it's heavily yeah. it's heavily heavily like 2000 like yeah, yeah like a hardcore 2000 well you with this record you see where i was at at the exact same time that record came out yeah and by the yeah. way that was one that i was listening to when i was 10 which is fucking insane <laughs> right right <laughs> released on the 24th we have fozzy releasing their self-titled record in 2000? Yeah, buddy. In 2000, Chris Jericho's Chris already playing music. Chris Jericho, yep. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Because that was like, he went, because WCW got bought out in 2000. So he mm-hmm. moved over to WWF around that time, and it was the biggest time of his wrestling career. So the fact yeah. that he launched his band at that time is pretty crazy. Yeah. Also coming in on the 24th, we have Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Giant, giant record. Giant. Also, you revealed to me recently that you never listen to reanimation, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just don't want to yeah. hear the remixes. I've never been a remix fan. Like, yeah, as you at said, but I just figured, I figured your love of Lincoln Park would overshadow that. It's one of the rare times that it has not. <laughs> you don't think you'll ever listen to them? I don't know. Uh, I haven't yet, and I don't know if I want to go back and do that to myself. That's fair. We all have yeah. the hills to die on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, last week of releases, we have on the 31st, Godsmack releasing Awake. On Halloween. Yes, sir. These are Halloween releases. These are Halloween releases. That's not the one with Voodoo on it, right? No, I don't think so. Isn't that the? Isn't that their first one? Like with uh, the, it wasn't it self titled. I don't remember what it was. I just know it had voodoo and whatever on it, and step sure. away. Is that another one? I don't know. I like that record. Godsmack is your band, buddy. I it was for that record. I did enjoy that record, <laughs> and then and I realized something happened. Something clicked, and I was like, "There's something wrong with these guys. Something's off." And then they, <laughs> they made very clear what was off. Uh, also released on Halloween, Jay-Z's The Dynasty, Rock La Familia. I don't think I ever listened to that. That's that's one that uh, I don't recall very well. 
put it on the shelf with his R. Kelly combo record. Oof. No, <laughs> that R. Kelly record is in the dumpster on fire. <laughs> uh, also on Halloween, Lifehouse came out with No Name Face. I know uh, it adorned my wife's CD collection. What was Lifehouse's big hit? I can't remember. Uh, they were a, a soft rock kind of band. Yeah, but they they yeah. had a they had a few like pretty big radio hits off of this record in particular. Hanging by a moment was the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember how it goes, and I can't. I can't for the life of me either. But it was a big one. Yeah, the fact that I knew they had a single means it was big. So right, <laughs> right. Two more for uh, Halloween releases. We have Outcast with Stankonia. Yeah. Huge. huge huge for both of us i believe not not for me till later because at, at 10 i did not comprehend what outcast was doing sure i was <laughs> 18 so i was there yeah you uh, had it. you were fine yeah and then the last one we have three six mafia releasing underground volume three kings of memphis any any three six mafia record will get endless spins from me i don't they're all yeah. fine they're fine at that at, at at the worst. They're fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know uh, I know your opinion on them, so I had to include them on the yeah, list. They will they will make the show at some point. I'm just I'm, point. I, I gotta I gotta figure out a way. I gotta yeah. I gotta figure out a way to ease you into it. I think I did find it. I think I oh, did good. find it. I'm not Excellent. gonna mention it. Sure, because it, it's not even gonna be like a three six record. I give you first. It's gonna be like something a little closer to South and then like a little farther to Memphis. And like, just I'm, I'm trying to ease you. Into it. I can't, I can't give you a three, six record. And then you like detest three, six forever. I can't let that. Right. So I, I need to it. do away. I need to do away. Like maybe give you a, a record. That's so Memphis that you'll be like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll welcome three, six at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can go either way with it. Like, just give me something that's so deep that yeah. uh, I'll just be completely out of it. Yes. And then ease me back. But yeah. uh, I've done I've done my my fair share of planting seeds for future episodes with you as well. So yeah, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to those too. So uh, that's it for releases. Now let's get to your track rundown of Less Than Jake's Borders and Boundaries, released October twenty fourth two thousand, with a runtime of forty minutes and fifty eight seconds. So we start off with the opener. Magnetic yep. North. Yes, sir. Got out of this track what I expected to get out of a Lesson Jake track. Like, it, 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 I, it didn't create anything new in my head. I was like, I, because I, I knew a few Lesson Jake tracks. I don't, I couldn't name sure. any like offhand that I remembered probably, but okay. I've known them from compilation CDs and just, oh, yeah. you know, singles popping up now and then, like with friends, but I've never listened to a full, this was my first full Lesson Jake project. Sure. The 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 line "Everyone here hates everyone here" for doing the same thing that they do is great. I I love yeah. that. It's a great opening track. It sets the tone for for I feel like what you're going to get for most of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it was what I was expecting from Less Than Jake coming into this first track. I I really love that lead in bass line. I I just love how it starts off. How it starts the whole record, like just that straight, real quick bass line intro, and then into it. Yeah, it starts you off with rhythm as opposed to sounds, because that's what 
a lot of bands will start you off with, a lot of records will start you off with sounds or even horns. So the fact that they open you up with a rhythm section <laughs> is a little different. Yeah. Next track is Kehoe. Yep. Another exactly as expected song. Okay. Uh, this, this word this word might pop up a bit here. <laughs> sure. Um, it's fine. Yeah, gotcha. The cor- the chorus is great and catchy, but the horns make everything sound like fun and silly. So mm-hmm. like I don't really care about the lyrics at all. Like it's just fun and silliness. So okay. there's there's a lot of moments through this album where there might be an attempt at some deeper meaning through these lyrics or something of substance. Yeah. But the, the addition of the horns just makes it silly. And I'm not saying silly is a negative thing, but it just makes it silly. Yeah. I gotcha. Next track. We have suburban myth. Uh, again, as expected <laughs> from us, to Jake. nothing right. revolutionary here, but nothing bad either. It's fine. I really liked the clapping section, so I don't know what that tells you about me. <laughs> sure. But I like the clapping section a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of these I don't have a lot to say. I, I kind of feel like yeah. you in the, was it the Devil Driver episode where you didn't have a lot to say about a lot of the tracks? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Devil Driver. I think so, yeah. Next up, we have Look What Happened. I really liked the direction it was heading in the opening verse, but the okay. horns make make it all silly and a joke. Yeah, and it it's just the vibe switch to me. Like I'm not against it, but I was like kind of I got invested a bit in that first verse, and then when the horns kicked in, I was like, oh no, we're having fun. This is this is fine. This is fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's great. So like I just yeah. it just it's a complete vibe changer for me. Yeah, they kind of do that thing where that I, I've talked about in previous episodes where you give like kind of not really dark but like more serious Mm -hmm. subject matter lyrically and you hit it with like the happy music yeah but to me like that happy music is just silly so like the silliness the silliness takes away with that the horns do sit back and like don't do much during the verses and i i love the verses on this it's actually kind of fantastic but then even their little additions on the chorus like i'll like they'll just play like one note my head just instantly goes silly. Like it's silly. Like, Oh, this is silly. It's silly. It's just silly. Gotcha. Uh, And again, nothing. It's not like when I say silly, it's not bad. Silly isn't bad. It's just silly. No, it's just a vibe change. Yeah. And yeah, I I get that. Uh, Next up. Hell looks a lot like LA. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, It's an okay song. It's a less than Jake song and it's a ska song. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I have. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Next, next up, Mister Chevy Celebrity. Mm-hmm. Super quick ripper. This this song yeah. is super fast. It's not very noticeable horns. Not not. If no, kind of on the lighter side. Yep, kind of on the lighter side. Mark Cruz. Whoa, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> of this I, li- I liked yeah. Mister Chevy Celebrity a lot. Yeah, it's a good song. I think we all have a friend like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> next up, we have Gainesville Rock City. Hmm. After the opening horns, I was not expecting that riff because that riff comes through heavy and I was not anticipating that riff. Yeah. And then the horns make it silly. So we're like back to silly town on our way back to silly town. I I see how it's going. (laughs) Yeah, I like the track, but even 
even the best track can only reach a certain plateau when silliness is the main vibe I get from it. I gotcha. Yeah. So like if I'm if I'm picking silliness up as just the top emotion, there's yeah. gonna be a plateau where it hits and it's not gonna reach the levels of other tracks. But right. it still hits levels. Like it still hits that plateau. So next up, malt liquor tastes better when you've got problems. It's true. Uh, it's fine. It's silly. It's what I now expect less than Jake to be. Not far from what I knew of them prior. Understood. So it's kind of just like I I, I kind of knew what I was expecting. Uh, and I got most of that. And then adjusted a tiny bit to be like, no, okay, this is definitely what less than Jake is. Yeah. Next up, bad scene at a basement show. It gets worse before it's all over. Hits so hard. That yeah. line hits so, so hard. Minimal horns for most of the track, but when they pop up, it's like a silliness punctuation. It's silly. Just silly. Hey, guys, we're here. <laughs> we're still here. We're here right. and we're horns. What's up? Yeah. Uh, is this thing on? Slower and seemingly a more heartfelt track, and I didn't mm. hear any horns. Are there horns on this track? I don't think so. I'm running through it in my head. I didn't I... catch like silliness out of it. So I was like, maybe that's why I felt more heartfelt, even if it wasn't. But I, yeah, it's I don't just think a great, there is. It's a great punk track. Like as, as opposed to all the other tracks on here that seemed like ska, this was, this seemed like a really good punk track. Yeah. No, I don't think there's any horns in that song. Uh, moving on to Pete Jackson is getting married. Yeah. Is that a xylophone? <laughs> Quite possibly. It is great. The mixing, <laughs> the mixing of cologne smells is such an exact and specific <laughs> idea. Yeah, I love it. Uh, another great track. Again, there's not many horns noticeable. So I th there became I, a theme for me with this. Yeah, I see where where you're riding with less than Jake. Yeah, where there are less horns, I'm more invested in the tracks just because sure. it's silly. Yeah. And by the way, that's mainly on like an in-depth listen through. Like if I'm if I was in a car with you and this was on it, I'd be having a great time. Like it's fun yeah. music, but it's not music that I am going to dive deep into. Like it'd be great. It's great background with the horns. Right. And. And punk music is comforting regardless to me. Like, if I hear a punk riff, we're good. But then... Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Next up, we have 1989. And 1989. The horns are back with a vengeance. <laughs> they said, we took a break for a little bit, but we are back heavy. Yeah, so that being said, the track is fine. And silly. <laughs> I didn't even write silly, <laughs> I just said it's fine. It's just fine. Uh, last hour of the last day of work. Yeah. It's fine. It okay. doesn't do anything for me. There was a time to do my to, to, to figure out my notes for this. I had to take breaks while doing it because I found mm. myself getting like because I was focusing so much on horns. I needed to take a yeah. step back. I needed to take take away and then come back into it refreshed and not not thinking this is too silly. I don't need these horns. Yeah. So I totally get there, it. Yeah, there are, there are songs where I came back in and I was like, nope. Nope, still all right. Still, still, still don't need it. I'm all right. <laughs> uh, second to last track, Bigger Picture. Mm -hmm. I really liked this track. It caught oh, me off guard. I was kind of checking out, and then this one did something for me. I don't, I okay. can't explain what it was really. The chorus, the verses, all of it. I really liked this track. I thought this was, this, this is one of the standouts of the record for me. Oh, good. Final track, Faction. Yep. It's less than Jake. I recognize <laughs> that. 
it's fine, but it didn't do much for me as a closer sure. or as an individual track. Gotcha. I think I realized I'm just like not a f- like a I'm not invested in ska. I have nothing sure. against ska. I don't have anything against ska, and I don't even have any th- problems with horns in general as seasoning. But I think when you add the horns in as a main dish, is when I'm like, I don't know, guys. I don't. <laughs> gotcha. But like, if I was at a Less Than Jake show, all these tracks would be great. All these tracks would rip. I would love every one of them. But for the Less Than purpose- Jake shows are super fun. They're super super fun. For the purpose of this show, and like the purpose of I have to dive deeper into things that I probably normally would. I found myself at an impasse where I was like, you know, I, I guess I'm not a ska guy. I I need to say I'm not averse to another ska record. Like if you would like, if you oh, brought me gonna, like a Life record or something, I would. Yeah, you're I'd gonna. I have now that you have voiced your opinion on the way you take horns in a song. You're bringing me nothing but horns, just full records of. No, just- I have. I have another band where the horns sound different. Okay. So the, you won't, it, I, I don't think you'll get the silly vibe from horns from a band that you'll get in the future. And this, the silliness isn't bad because especially punk in this time, punk was yeah. silly at this time. Yeah. So it was just kind of like par for the course, but then if they were trying to make a point, I, it never reached me because it was just silliness. Sure. I do still have a top three though. I do. Yeah, still have a top three. Let's hear your top three. Number one. Actually, let's go. Number three. I think sure. number three is, is this thing on? Okay. I liked it. I liked it enough. <laughs> I liked it enough that it made my number three. Oh uh, yeah. Number two, uh, bigger picture. I, I mentioned that it, it brought me back in. When I was checking yeah. out, I liked it a lot. It caught me off guard. Bigger picture is my number three. Uh, number one is Mr. Chevy Celebrity, just because it was a fast punk ripper. There was there, yeah. there were no horns, just kind of a fast punk ripper. I was a fan of that track a lot. Yeah. So, what what songs that I shit on are your favorite? <laughs> you didn't you didn't really shit on anything. No, well, because really. I don't think they're bad. They're just they're yeah. fine. I'm, yeah. I don't. They're silly, and silly's yeah. a good thing, but they're just silly. Right. Uh, my number three is Bigger Picture. I really, really dig just like the feeling of that song. Uh, lyrically, I definitely feel some some lyrics that are in that that track a lot. Um, my number two is Magnetic North. Yeah, the opener, like I said, starting off with that, that bass riff just coming in and then the horns popping in right at the beginning. Uh, really dig it. And it's one that Emily and I, like this is this is kind of like a car record. Yeah, okay. Like pop it in while we're driving and then just sing along. And and that's another thing is the avenue where I was like when I was listening to this in my car, I enjoyed it much more than when I was listening to it like on earbuds. Right. Yeah. It, it's more of a if I'm enveloped in it versus me focusing on it. For sure. Uh and then my number one is last hour of the last day of work. Okay. Uh yeah. It, For some reason I that felt to me like that would be a huge song. Yeah, and I uh that's a song that I played on the last hour of the last day that I worked at Vans. <laughs> that's pretty wild. That's, that's cool. That's a cool <laughs> yep. story. Yeah, so that it, it holds a special place in my heart. 
Now, is this your favorite less than Jake record? It's hard for me to pick a favorite less than Jake record. Okay. They have a run of like really good records. This one is probably maybe the more accessible one. Okay. They all the songs kind of are similar. They all have the same kind of parts to each song. So yeah, but uh, their record before this, Hello Rock View, is really really good. Um, losing streak just had uh, repressing. It had to be well. If the field by ramen is getting the twenty fifth anniversary repressings, it had to be thirty year repressing. Maybe That's uh, that I that I picked up and I love that one. The record after this anthem is really good. In with the out crowd was really good, but only after listening to it a long time. Like at oh, first, no. I didn't really like it, but. Uh, it grew on me and now it's like one of my favorites. It's really, really good. They just put out a record 2020 called silver linings. That was really good, but it was also uh, the first record without Vinny. Like he left the band and okay. Vinny was like the primary, he was the primary lyricist for the band. All right. So it felt that that record has a different feeling to it. But it was it was good. I have to go back and re-listen to it. I didn't really give it that much of a shot. But yeah, I like I'm a less than Jake fan, so so you're gonna like it regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most likely. Like even their uh, they had a record B is for B sides that was that was super good too. So all the all the stuff that hit the cutting room floor. Yeah, not normally. Yeah, not normally a B side guy, but it was good. Uh, less than Jake, borders and boundaries. Throne, own, phone, or groan, my friend. I like a couple of the tracks, but I just don't see them maintaining mm-hmm. in yeah. any kind of rotation I have. Sure. So, yeah, it's a it's a groan. This record's a groan, but it was fine. I'm just not a ska guy. At least I'm yeah. not this level of a ska guy. Because much like every genre of music, there's many different levels of it. So yeah. I, I just may not have hit it. Because I, I don't dislike ska. Like, I don't mm-hmm. dislike when I heard those tracks on the punk I don't dislike when a friend would be playing it. But when I was consumed with it for a week, it it, it just <laughs> did, not, it did not do for me what I was anticipating it doing. I expected it to make me um, much, much more uplifted. And it was more, much more focusing on the horns and how silly everything was. Gotcha. I had a feeling. But the Lesson Jake record isn't the only record that both of us were listening to. So what is your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week is the newest release from California skate punk band legends from the 90s, Unwritten Law. They came out with a new record called The Hum that I really enjoyed. It wasn't bad. Like, it, it was better than I expected it to be. Unwritten Law took a turn towards the end of their career, what I thought was the end of their career, and and really kind of strayed away from the skate punk that I really liked. But they came back with this one right here that uh, I I really enjoyed. It it might not be the skate punk vibe that they used to have, but it's still pretty good. I liked it. Were they on Epitaph? They might have been. If not, I may have heard of them on the Warp Tour compilations. I just know I I heard a few tracks by them, but I've never fully invested. Uh, They have one record. Their self-titled record is huge for me. Okay. I, I really, really like Unwritten Law, and they had this really cool... I honestly think it was a VH1 program that they were doing called Music in High Places. 
Okay. And they went to a Native American reservation and played a, acoustic songs and they recorded it and it was oh. it was phenomenal. Uh, I, I really, really dug that. And then like uh, other bands did music in high places like for the show. I don't recall them being released like on CD or anything like that. But I remember Goo Goo Dolls did one up in Alaska where they played on glaciers and stuff. That was oh, Jesus. It was it was cool looking, dude. It was so cool looking. But yeah, Unwritten Law, The Hum, <laughs> that, that's my record of the week. So uh, instead of dealing with all the silliness, <laughs> what were you what were you listening to this week? Uh, this might be a first for the show where I had the original release of this as my record of the week probably a year ago or so at this point. Mm. But now he put out the deluxe edition and it was my record of the week this week because I love this record. I listen to it a lot. It is Maxo Cream's Weight of the World deluxe edition. The deluxe. There's like there's like six more tracks and they're mm. all good. But I love the regular record, too. So adding those six tracks just make it more fun for me. I loved it. I, I think make it's it even better. Great, great record. I've, I've t- I talked if you want to listen to me talk about Maxo Cream, I talked about him as a record of the week, it's some other episode. And then I also talked about him in our, our year wrap up last year. Cause oh, that okay. way the world was big for me. He's, he's a Houston guy. Just love him. love him. So other than that, I just got to tell you what we're listening to next week, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, in, in fear of maybe going groan to groan, this might happen. I don't know. We already did. <laughs> did it. The last record, the last record got a groan. Oh, uh, we might go groan to groan to groan. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> this record's coming. I revisited it this week and finally decided to pull the trigger because it's going to happen at some point. I just hope you give it the opportunity that it needs. This week, you are getting the album Rainbow by Kesha. Oh, with the dollar sign or without the dollar sign? This is post dollar sign. This was her coming back after the whole sexual assault issues and finding herself and figuring out everything. Okay. Rape charges and everything. Wait, not, what? Not against her, against her producer. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about her. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know how much we'll touch on that because I don't know if it's still active. I don't know what happened, but I know hmm. this, this record was a lot of her healing from all of that situations. Okay. I think this is the first female record we're doing is it not i mean uh f- solo female because we did arch enemy yeah i think so yeah i'm, I'm thinking back through and i'm i'm like 98 i'm pretty sure yeah i just realized we're close to one year of doing yes. this podcast yeah like i have to go I back and see what we've recorded and everything but we're this will be our really close this is our 50, 50th or 51st episode, I believe. So two more weeks? I think. So next week, Kesha's album Rainbow. Yep. It also might be one of the newest records I've given you. I don't think I've given okay. a newer record. I think the newest record we've done was the Weezer one. Yeah. I'm hoping you give it the chance it deserves. There, there's not there's not features like in that Soulfly record, but there are two features that... Okay. One of them, I want you, 
Actually, I don't know if you have an opinion on him either way, so I'm not going to put one in your head by saying anything. Just listen to the record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll come into it like I do with every record. Uh, open mind, ready to absorb, and okay. uh, excited for it. I, Where it goes. I'm always excited to listen to something new, so. And it will be new for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a whole different realm for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested, and I'm interested and excited, a little hesitant, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Other than that, follow us on Twitter at AWALPod. Send us an email at areyoulisting.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, send us suggestions. Send us anything. We are doing a listener album here shortly. And yeah. Depending on how that goes, we might kick the notch up on how often we do those. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that, too. See how that goes. I'm really excited about the prospect of doing that. It, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for us to both come in. Yeah. I just don't want it to feel awkward, you and I, like neither of us having any stake in it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only right. thing that I worry about. But I think we'll find something to talk about. Oh, I'm sure we will. Go tell a doctor about us. Oh, don't do because that. No, because Scott sees them a lot, and he, <laughs> need, he needs to start being known when he goes to these doctors. He needs to walk in, uh, and they're like, oh, you do that podcast. Let, let's see how your ankle's doing. And no. then he could take his boot off, look at the ankle, tell them how much they love the pavement episode, uh, <laughs> how, much, how much of a piece of shit I am for not liking that record, and then we, they can move on with their lives. Yeah. But other than that, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. Scott, thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the record. It gave me silliness this week. There you go. Which is sometimes you just need to be uplifted with silliness. wasn't wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was silly. Um, we'll hit you with some some different ska later on. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, we don't have a string of like nine groans, but we'll 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 figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna have to hit you with like. A softball coming up soon. <laughs> Ripple ball. We're playing with ball here. Yeah, I like it. Uh, are you listening? Are you listening? I would say don't quote me on that, but I don't care. It's my podcast. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Oh shit, I forgot we were I forgot we were still recording. <laughs>